You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Yeah! We have clearance, and we are at Lakers Media Day on 710 ESPN, presented by BBGo and Slee. This has kind of got to be like Christmas and New Year's and your birthday and all of these things yeah. wrapped up that <laughs> there is Lakers stuff everywhere. We're going to talk a lot of Lakers basketball today. Take me through it. Is this like the – other than like a championship game, is yeah. this the the official start of Sleezen, of yeah, the, the yeah. Lakers Sleezen? <laughs> It's the most important day of the year. Everybody knows that. Uh, family knows that. Friends know that. You obviously know that as well. When we're here, and October has started, enough of this whole baseball playoffs. Yeah, who cares, right? Enough of the whole NFL <laughs> getting into week uh, four or five of the season. Undefeated SC. Who cares? We're here. Yes. Emily understands. She yeah, knows. Look at the smile on her yeah, face. She's it's excited, NBA too. preseason. It's, it's NBA media day. All the storylines. And is it Christmas day for you, Travis, because we have BB Go here? There's four different boxes <laughs> of BB Go on our table. I'm we really doing this already. That. I can see that we got at least two different types of dumplings, maybe more than that. So it's a, look, it's yeah. a good day for all of us. It's the baseball playoffs are starting. It's yeah. the Lakers season is starting. We got an NFL Monday. We got M's College Football Corner. We got Million Dollar Mondays. We've got a lot. John Ireland's going to join us here in just yep. a little bit. We got a pretty busy day. You did well in the picks. Like I, I, I thought that maybe you might want to start with that. It's uh, it was kind of a, a no, an Owlsley weekend. Yeah, no, I'm too far behind to, to talk anything. I think we all did pretty well. Okay, that was the problem. The problem was you know, listen, I know you guys were here in Los Angeles. It's important that the Rams squeaked out a win and are now 2-2. Two and two. But it's so pathetic that I'm watching the game within the back of my mind saying, <laughs> well, the picks are so important. I'm so far behind. Yes. And by the way, for the third year in a row, we're going to say that there's something at stake. And there's a good chance that nothing will happen once the season. If I win, it's definitely <laughs> happening this year. If I lose, then I'll probably forget and to enforce just, the rules. You'll but, make uh, sure to not mention anything. Keep, I'm going to keep saying it every week. Every time you say it, I'm going to bring it up. The yeah. winner does not pay. The three losers, we have four of us, we go out and we have a lunch or a dinner or something, yeah. and the three people that finish second through the bottom, they pay for the fourth person's meal. I should have come in today wearing my Puka Shell Network. Net- you sh- do you have one? I don't have one, but I think I need to invest in some. Puka shells are way before your time. No, no. It was in my time. Did you have a Puka Shell I phase of your life? because I was not a surfer boy. Okay. But I was aware of the Puka Shell. I wanted to get a Puka Shell. I had a shark uh, tooth necklace oh, when okay. I was a kid, so that was that. It's close. That's, you, that's, well, so... There was the a, puka shells are a very specific thing where I grew up, right? Like I grew up in Arcadia, and it wasn't like a surf culture, but there were people that were surfers, and you had a little bit of a puka shell necklace. It was kind of right. a tell. I was not that, so I never had one. <laughs> and by the time I was out of high school, they were kind of not what you you wanted because you know it's just not what you wanted. But I'm thinking about bringing it back, Slee. What if I? What if every time he catches five or more passes, I show up wearing puka shells? Or you need to? How are they not one? selling that at Rams games? They should be. <laughs> They should with with by uh, red or red, yellow and blue and white puka shells. Yes, right. I think you need to add one for every touchdown he makes. So if he has one touchdown, which <laughs> he got good. his first career one yesterday, then if he gets two, then you have two puka shells on um, come Monday, and then we can continue to stack. Maybe receptions and TD. It's like a, a TD gets a little larger one, yeah, and then the receptions can have some little smaller ones along the way. So you had nine points. You had nine points on the weekend. You win the weekend. Okay. Uh, Emily and Jorge both had six, and I had five. Bro, I'm still way back. Well, the totals you well you yeah. you are way back, but yep. you also you were sixteen back. Now you're only ten back, so that's a pretty good yep. jump forward. Twenty five is the lead. That's me. Jorge right behind me with twenty three. Emily's got twenty two, and Slee, you've got fifteen. At least at fifteen, you're within spitting distance of yep. this whole deal. It's 
sort of respectable. Sort of. You, <laughs> you don't seem that excited. Sort of. No, no, I you am. See, I am. You seem I, I just, at best. I needed, I needed the Rams to help me out, and they didn't help me out. No, all right, so here's who's going to come by today in no particular order. We're going to get any or all of these guys yeah. at some point today. Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, the head coach of the team, Darvin Ham, D'Lo, Gabe Vincent, Gaucho, Jalen hood Shafino, Jared Vanderbilt, Jackson Hayes, Max Christie, Rui, and Torian Prince. And, yes, I'm going to ask him about the rebounding answer. I just I, it, it was the highlight of the college basketball season for me. I can't wait to ask him about it. When Gabe Vincent comes up, should I just leave? <laughs> I've already kind of prepared that uh, the fact that okay, you, I, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it because last year during the playoffs, the last thing that I think you were concerned about was the Miami Heat and whoever they're playing with True. or whoever they're playing. Didn't want Gabe to do well. Yet every single time it's like, well, what Gabe Vincent do? Or let me tell you what Gabe Vincent did. So I'm going to kind of stay out of your guys' way since those are two gauchos. Well, we we will have a gaucho moment for sure, hopefully. Uh, But what I got, look, I'm going to put myself on blast here a little bit. Okay. I'm so much older than he is. We probably had very different UCSB. UCSB, the whole Isla Vista experience, turns over about every eight or ten years or so. And I'm more than eight or ten years older than Gabe Vincent, so I don't know how many common experiences. By looks, had. I couldn't tell. No, I would look. I mean, by looks, by physique, <laughs> by jump shot. I well, can't tell. All, all of the above. Yes, all of the above. We're we're quite different. There's your spot right here. So we're here oh. at the uh, UCLA Health and Training <laughs> Facility, mm-hmm. where the Lakers practice, where the South Bay Lakers play their games. And you, when we were here last year, we're standing yeah. in almost exactly the same spot. We're right by the corner three spot, and you said you could make four out of ten. I said forty-one percent. I think it was a little. I want to take that extra one. I want to take a hundred, <laughs> so I can shoot. Yeah, you know, I, I've kind of re. Uh, I've gone back to the numbers. I don't know if I could hit four. I'll be honest with you here. Corner is not really my spot. Top of the key, I have a much better shot. It's a little longer. And corners, yeah, it's a little deep. It's not Kennedy Rec Center, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, it's, it's so a further out. Every time we come in here, I have the same reaction every single time. It's not just how far this shot is to the corner, yeah. the corner three. It's how far that other basket is down there. Two, no, the, it's the three idea football of fields. Running down there and back once makes me want to throw up. The idea of being able to do it over and over again for two plus hours, it's just, it seems impossible. It's like climbing a mountain or flying. It's just, it is an impossible ask to run okay. that far hundreds of times in a game. Just an idea. Now, I want to I want to make sure that I preface by saying this. It would probably be the last time we're ever here at Lakers Media Day. And it could also be. Go on. <laughs> it could also be the last time we also work at 710. Okay, that's nah, not great. About 1130 when they're doing all the interviews. <laughs> You and I run a three-man weave. <laughs> you just kind of do everything. I well, who's the third say, man? You. No, I'm not running this. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah, you. I'm getting there. Right, what get the Andre or something. I we have to do. like go through some of the chairs. McMenamin's <laughs> there. Brad Turner. I'm like, excuse me, guys. How about gassers? Right? Baseline to free throw. Baseline to half. Baseline to other free throw. Baseline. All uh, the way to baseline. I was always Easy stuck in those. Here. I, I would quit after the second one. I'd run the first one really hard, so I could, and then after that, I'm like, I'm basically done. And, and, and the whole team's going to end up running more because I gave up after two of them. And, and I'm 100% okay with that. I'm like, look, this is not what I do. This is not – I don't play defense. I don't pass. No. And I don't try. No. <laughs> like, these, this is why you probably wanted me on your basketball team. It's kind You're of my specialty. Player. I was a baseball player. You're a baseball player. That's exactly You're a right. pitcher, played once every five I, I days. I was supposed to throw a bullpen today, uh, basketball <laughs> coach. Can I? Coach Ramirez, I think, was my basketball coach in high school. Also, how about them Dodgers getting to 100 wins? 100 wins for the Dodgers. Um, I, it, great season for them, right? That third year in a row that they've won 100 games. And the reason they didn't – it's not four years in a row, it was the pandemic, so you only right. had so many seasons there. They've Did you been, expect it to happen? Did you expect 100 wins? No. I didn't expect 100 wins, but I expected them to be good. I expected them, you know, to be in the mix. And now they get to sit around for a week, and they'll play on Saturday against the winner of the Milwaukee-Arizona series. Uh, is there anybody out there that's kind of saying, that eh, doesn't really matter? Wouldn't we all really rather see Arizona in this situation, that Milwaukee with those three pitchers that they have at the front of the rotation? I don't need that. I never life. understood that. The whole – well, you know, it doesn't matter who you play. Okay, I get it if a coach says it, but yeah. from a fan perspective, you, you've seen what Diamondbacks games look like in Arizona <laughs> when they're when they're playing the Dodgers. 
Um, and I by mean, the way, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not insult Merrill Kelly, the uh, Team USA right. gold medal yeah, winning right. championship guy, uh, star. That's okay? right. No, but he he, a, I, I, that's a good joke, and I like it. I've made it myself, but he had a pretty good year for the Diamondbacks. He really yeah, did. Yeah, of course, they're in the playoffs. It's great. Well, and by the way, Arizona. If if I'd have told you before the season started, Arizona's in the playoffs, and the Padres are not. That Arizona's in the playoffs, and I'll use Giants as another example, but Arizona's so young for them to get this far and actually make the postseason. Um, I, I'm with you 100%. You'd rather face the Diamondbacks all day over the Milwaukee Brewers. But that, it, it's a, it's a, that's a pretty significant milestone. I mean, I, I listen, I, I looked at the Dodgers coming into this year, and I did think there was going to be a step back. Mm-hmm. Step back as in, all right, maybe they're – neck and neck with somebody for the for the uh, division rather than just kind of finishing it off in September uh, September, September 1st right yeah. you know literally almost uh, it was just no uh, it, there was no competition um, to see the list of all the guys that went out this year to see that they didn't go out and spend money this year to see Gavin Lux before anything even started that feels like a lifetime ago does feel it? like a lifetime ago and for them to just take the division as if I know what the expectations are for the Dodgers, but I did think this offseason was a little different. For them to finish in the last game of the year and get to 100, I think that's a pretty that's a very impressive milestone. It, 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 they have two of the three or four or five best players in the whole league. They do have a Hall of Fame pitcher on their roster who, at least for the first half of the season, pitched like it. So that they're in it, not a surprise. That they were as good as they were and that so many people stepped up the way that they did, I think was a big surprise. Now none of that matters. Now you just got to beat Arizona. You just got to beat Milwaukee, whoever you get, because if you go out quickly the way that they did sure. last year against San Diego, no one's going to talk about Gavin Lux and the pitchers. I mean, there's some – you won 100 games. You won 100 games without Gavin Lux. You won 100 games without Gonsolin and May and Bueller and Urias for a portion of the season. That They still found a way to get all this stuff done. I think speaks to how good of a team they are just because – Nine months ago, we didn't think maybe so. For the six months they played, they were the best team in the National League when not called the Atlanta Braves. And you'll likely get Kershaw game one. I think they all but said that it was going to be Kershaw game one. And, I mean, obviously it's not a bad place to be. It's not a bad place to be, but I don't understand why you don't pitch your best guy the most often. I don't understand why you don't do that. There's BB Go all over the place, Slee. we got four different boxes on our uh, little set right here. It is the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mouth-watering Korean snacks and meals in just minutes. We're going to have all of your Laker basketball today. we got Emily's College Football Corner just coming up next. Open it up. Many wontons are yeah. going down and they're going down hard. That's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, y'all, you ready for another week of college football goodness? We had some good games, some surprising good games this weekend. Are you going with the y'all because you're going to go in the deep south? You're going to go to the SEC? Of course. I'm going to go deep south first. Got Ole Miss and LSU coming (laughs) up. You sound like Brian Kelly. (laughs) Yes, I sound like Brian Kelly. (laughs) Ole Miss uh, beat LSU 55 49. Family. (laughs) Family. Jaden Daniels uh, looks great for LSU. He was a former Pac 12 guy, Um, was at Arizona State. Um, previously, but is Brian Kelly the easiest coach in college football to root against? And are you rooting at all for Lane Kiffin? Well, 
you ask an interesting question because I think the only time I would root for Lane Kiffin is if he were playing against Brian Kelly. I think that's the perfect score. Or like Dabo Swinney. Dabo's the worst. Dabo is by far the <laughs> least likable coach in NCAA football. Um, Brian Kelly is one of those guys that just has that ability, Slee, to look at you, to say something, to coach his team, and you're instantly annoyed by it. Kiffin's got this I-don't-give-a-damn thing that's yeah. kind of fun to watch. It's, as ca- long it's as kind of come full circle, too. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, that might have been the game of the weekend. I yeah, mean, it was. Back I agree. and forth all day long. Definitely was locked in on it. It was a terrific High game. scoring. I'd love to see Brian Kelly lose, and like I tweeted in the Travis Lee community on Saturday night, I need to know if he – puts more or less emphasis on his southern accent after a tough loss. Oh, no, definitely does. Family. Family. (laughs) Or if he does, you know, so we're at Lakers Media Day, and there's like a little swivel uh, cam thing. You know, there was a swivel cam of Lane, uh, not Lane Kiffin, Brian Kelly and one of his recruits that did end up going to LSU. And that's always a bad look that people like to use whenever Brian Kelly is losing. Yeah, I I thought the game was great. I don't don't have as much as you guys find the individuals to – really root against. I almost feel like I need to find more individuals to root Just against. Just listen to these guys <laughs> talk and you'll hate them in 30 seconds. Just It doesn't do it for me as much as it do does it for you guys. So I don't think I was uh, hate-watching both those guys, even though I know they're both You're not just very just trying long. to watch some good college football in the South. Trying to watch some good college football. Good college football. All right, so uh, next thing, game we're going to talk about is USC and Colorado. USC ends up beating Colorado 48-41, but it was a nail-biter on the way. So is this defense going to cost USC its potential to be in the college football playoff? I, I don't. I, and by the way, they didn't lose, and they went back in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Right, so they went two weeks to, in a row. Yeah. Yes, I'm exactly. trying to figure out how I can make a case for USC with that defense. I can't. How can you? Like I, I I'm. Eventually, you're going to put yourself in a spot where the competition is only going to get better. Two weeks in a row, you face competition that's not supposed to be. I, I was very surprised Colorado hung the way they did, especially SC jumping out 21 to nothing. Does this look any different from a Lane Kiffin team that he's had in Oklahoma? Where no. you're putting up just crazy amount of points, but you can't wrap up a game because you, you can't Riley get any stops. Or uh, Lincoln Riley, yeah. Oregon allowed six points to Colorado. Six Okay, and I get it. It was on the road in Eugene. This one was at home in Boulder. And they looked good through the first half. They, they, they looked really good in the first half. Six points. USC gave up 42. That, I mean, that's and not, got lucky that the clock expired. It's exactly right. USC never stopped them in the second half. They just ran out of time, right? They, this was not where SC figured out a way to get off the field at the end of the game. That's not what happened. They just hit triple zero on the clock. Of course it's going to cost them. It's not only going to cost them a chance to go to the Final Four. It's probably going to chance cost them a chance to play in the Pac-12 championship game. Here's what's coming up for them. They've got Arizona this week, who they will probably beat because Arizona's only right. average. Then you've got two very difficult games against Notre Dame and Utah. Mm-hmm. Then you get Cal as a little bit of a breather. Then you get Washington and Oregon Oof. on the backside. That's four incredibly difficult games. Four teams that were in the top tw- uh, the top ten until Utah dropped out this weekend with a loss to um, Oregon State. Right. They're not, it, it, and the, the arrogance that goes along with what Lincoln Riley has done and just continually say, oh, we'll just outscore everybody. It doesn't work. You, you're going to win a bunch of games. Don't get me wrong. SC's going to win a bunch of games, but eventually you're not going to score 49 points. You're going to score 27. You're going to sure. score 31. Yep. And if you're giving up something in the 40s over and over again, or you might get 46 and the other guy's going to get 49, it's going to catch up. It's going to catch up to him sooner than later. And that they just ran it all back again speaks to his arrogance as a coach. He's a good coach, a really good coach. That's a huge miss on him. And court. defense wins championships. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't the, get it. Georgia won the last two years, and they have one of the best defenses, or they had one of the best defenses in college football. You can't just gloss over that. Maybe in, in – Maybe SC's – I don't believe what I'm going to say. Maybe they're just good enough to where they can uh, win the Pac-12 like this. It's just not a blueprint I'd feel comfortable they with. They might be able to win games in the Pac-12 and be you know, one of the better teams. But you, The stretch you think, is coming. They haven't even fa- – the, the stretch of tough games that we've been talking – that's on its Washington way. Washington is very good. Oregon is very good. Yep. Utah is a good team. Notre Dame is a good team. They're all going to put up 40. They're all going to be able to score points, and you're not going to be able – somebody somewhere is going to slow Caleb Williams down just a hair. You know, he's, nobody's going to throw a shutout against that guy. He's too right. good. But – 
somebody's going to prevent him from getting his five touchdowns a game, and he'll get three. Yeah. Now what do you do? It's going to cost him his Heisman, too. If he, can't, if he can't level up what uh, USC did last year, there's no chance he's getting the, um, the Heisman because he's going to be competing against other people who are fighting for the Heisman and Bo Nix and um, Michael Penix. Here's Jr. the deal, though, Em. He has leveled up. His numbers through the first five games of the season are not only but better, numbers. they're significantly better. But it's not translating to the same. It, it is I'm for just, him. Yes. It is for him. But if you're a writer and you're saying, oh, he did so well, but his team didn't, he's not playing in the Pac 12 championship. He's not playing in the College Football Championship. Yeah, know. but that's not his. He, he's not making tackles. He's not on that side of the ball. I agree. That Maybe he should. They, could he be any worse? <laughs> could he be any worse? No, it cannot. I, I, I actually, I really genuinely thought this. I thought, I didn't think SC was going to cover, but I, if you'd have told me, hey, Colorado's going to put up 42 on SC. I'm like, they're not putting up 42. They're gonna, look, they they'll, six they'll be in the high 20s, somewhere around there, and then we'll still bitch and complain about it because that's still a lot to give up. Scored 42 and literally just ran out of time. And Colorado is, what, what is Colorado? Good? They're good? I, I don't yeah. think they're clearly not great. They're probably a bowl game. They're probably team. a seven-win team somewhere yeah. in there, yeah. six, seven, eight wins, depending yeah. on if you get a bounce or not. But this is not a team that should be putting 42 no. on a team no. that's trying to win a national championship. Right. Shadour was awesome. And he's, he's a really good player, too, and he's fun to watch. But watching Williams and Shadur Sanders on the field at the same time, Williams is on a different level than every other player in football. Yeah, you're right Very about true. that. Very true. It's- I also had an idea. So, obviously, um, this weekend we had two 0-3 teams play against each other. So you had uh, the Bears and the Panthers and the Vikings and the Broncos. All right, so Broncos and Vikings ended up winning. So those are two teams that most likely will not end up with that first overall pick. It'll likely either be the Panthers or well, the Panthers can't even pick, right? So it'll probably be the Bears taking them. So if you're the Bears, do you try to do everything you possibly can to set up Caleb Williams for success? Do you get a coach like a, I don't know, like a Lincoln Riley or Deion Sanders or somebody that can get the most out of Caleb Williams? Because the Bears organization cannot eat a talent like that. It's so funny. I'm watching these NFL games, and there is, like, in the back of my mind what she's saying. I'm like... Where's this dude gonna end up? Where's it? And I'm Caleb. Yeah, but there's a little bit of like these teams are so bad, and they have nothing. You know, if you're already zero and four, it's 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 a wrap. Like you, you, nobody's. And gonna Justin be, Fields was not the reason the Bears lost that game. He scored four touchdowns yesterday. Exactly. Being, being competitive in the NFL, it doesn't really matter if you're zero four. You're gonna end up. You're eventually gonna end up. Uh, basically just looking at what draft pick that you're going to get. And because he's such a commodity, who he ends up with is going to be important. Okay, is the franchise helping him? Is the franchise hurting him? And the two teams that you had mentioned, hey, it's not that bad if Minnesota gets him. Hey, it's not that bad if uh, Denver gets him. Those are the two that end up winning. I thought that was kind of ironic in a sense. Let me ask you guys a question because I think to, to Emily's point, I think you get the answer based on how you look at this question. What's a better job as a football coach, the head coach at USC or the head coach at the Chicago Bears? Which of those two is a better job for for lifestyle, for money, right. for stability, yeah. for USC. You know, all of the, I, I think so too. Yeah, USC. Yeah. I, I think it's a much better job because that Bears job has been a black hole for coaches since Mike Ditka. Right. That was 40 years ago. Yep. Right. Okay, so they haven't been able to figure anything out for the last 40 years. So now you're telling me that just because Lincoln Riley is the flavor of the month, and not even the flavor of the month, he's a good coach, I shouldn't say it like that, but you tell me that he's just going to go in there and figure out the Chicago mess? Nobody's figured out the Chicago mess in years, for you know, decades. So he's not, why would I go there, get fired in two years, and then have to go take a college job that's not nearly as lucrative and prestigious and accommodating as the USC? Lincoln Riley will be the head coach at USC for a very long time if he keeps doing what he's doing. He doesn't need to go chase some crappy NFL job. And I, I'm sure that he'd love to be with Caleb Williams, but it's more than just the quarterback in the NFL. you got to have the infrastructure of the success, and they don't have that there. Is there anything that the Bears could do that would make Caleb Williams not want to stay at USC? Is there a coach they could hire? Is there a like wide receiver core around him that they could get that would get Caleb to go to the Bears? What you got to find is, and, and, and I'm not a, a general manager, I'm not in and out of these NFL teams all the time, but you can't tell me that when you look around 
And you see what's happened in L.A. with McVay. You see what's happened in San Francisco with Shanahan. You see what happens in a place like Buffalo with Sean McDermott. You look around the rest of this league at these young coaches who get in and get to build their own culture. It works. They keep hiring these other guys that aren't hitting. You need to find that guy. You need to find the guy that comes in and that has that little something special. Hard to identify, but when you get it, you see what happens. San Francisco, boom, they turned it around. L.A., boom, they turned it around. The Chargers got all these great players. They thought they had their guy, and he keeps stepping on his own foot and keeps blowing the whole thing. Doesn't that that just kind of go back to – goes back up to the top, right? Goes back up to the top. 49ers are ran well. Yes, the Rams are ran well. Chargers are not ran well. The yeah, and, and I'm not telling you that you can't make mistakes. Mistakes happen, but do you just double down and say, "Okay, I made a mistake." Well, I'm not. I don't want anybody to know I made this. I'm just going to continue doing it. Other franchises that are well run, they don't stick around and just continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah, you're right. But we are here at Lakers Media Day um, on 710, presented by BBGo. BBGo is the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. They got mouth watering Korean snacks and meals and minutes. And right now we have some crunchy chicken. We got some got pork got and vegetable dumplings. Here. Got the mini wontons here. They look amazing. Travis They're already so opened that, them. We that, told Travis to just do not open them. He already has. Dipping sauce included. <laughs> the dipping sauce is <laughs> very important. important. Yeah. And it's available at all major grocery stores in the freezer aisle. Absolutely. All right, John Ireland's going to join us next. Talk a little Laker Media Day. Plus, we got some NFL stuff, some baseball stuff. we got a lot of stuff to get to. John joins us. That is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, caller number seven, we go to Compton and Corey Anderson. Corey, congratulations. You know how this works. You give us a Super Bowl prediction. You give us the two teams that you think are going to be in the game, and you give us the combined final score. Corey, what do you have for us? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Uh, (laughs) Cowboys, 28. Dolphins, 24. All right, Cowboys 28, Miami 24. Corey Anderson, you have a chance to win a million bucks in Just for Playing. You win two tickets to SoFi Stadium for a game on the 8th. Good luck, Corey. Hope that you work, sir. cash your ticket. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. You got it, Corey. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. Not a bad prediction. It's a new one. Not a bad prediction. We've seen the Chiefs over and over and over again. The Niners, Niners over and over Dolphins. again. Two new teams. How you feeling, John? Uh, apparently, he did not watch the Buffalo Miami game yesterday. It's a long season. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if Buffalo took care of them like that in September, what's it going to be like if they have to go back there in, cold in weather, January cold weather, when it's yeah. ten degrees? So, all right. So we're here at Lakers Media Day, brought to you by BBGo and Ireland. I know that you're uh, doing some work with BBGo and. I don't know how that slipped through my fingers, how the BBGo endorsement landed He's very your bitter. Plate, He's very mine. upset Well, about I, that. I, I think you were a little unlucky in that the reason it landed on my plate is because of their relationship with the Lakers. I but I will tell you this, Trav. Um, we did a BBGo event, a mural reveal in Koreatown, mm-hmm. maybe two months ago. Michael and I did it. And the BBGo truck was there. The BBGo truck just pulled up here. And you're a bigger eater than me. I went seven times to the BBGo truck. <laughs> Bergman went with me every time. <laughs> Michael, who doesn't eat during shows, ate during that show. Excuse me. So it's it's really really good. No, I you made an exception. Seven seven trips is impressive. That, yeah. That's uh, that's pro. Well, they're lit to, in, to, in in my defense, they're little sampler plates. That's so okay. Still, it's it's like uh, the guy who goes to happy hour and goes to the trough seven times. <laughs> we that was place. me. There, you. This is old school. 
Did was there an elephant bar anywhere near? Oh, UCLA? of course, and and near in San Diego, where my okay. wife's from too. So they had an elephant bar in Santa Barbara that on Monday of course night they did had uh, they had twenty five cent hot dogs. Guess who was a regular at the elephant bar on Monday night? I was even worse than you. I used to live next to the old Jack Murphy Stadium when I was a reporter in San Diego, and I was yeah. making no money. So I would go to every Padre game just so I could eat the media food. <laughs> and you know how good media food is. So Absolutely. I, I, I know your act. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. All right, so obviously we're here for our, to kick off the season. It's media day. Just the vibe in the air this year is so different than it was a oh, year yeah. ago. It's just it's palpable how much more positive it is this time around. Well, we're not going to start 2-10. and 10. Right. I'll tell you that. Uh, although I was just telling Slee that the first two games are really hard. They could go either way. It's uh, at Denver and then Phoenix here. So those are going to be two really hard games. But I think the, the reason for this optimism that you're talking about is last year after the trade deadline, the Lakers had the second best record in the NBA, 18-8. and eight. Mm. Uh, The only team that was better, 19-7, and was Milwaukee. And then Giannis got hurt, and they went out in the first round. The Lakers, of course, made it all the way to the Final Four. So I think there's a lot of curiosity here. Okay, that group now with a training camp and with these new additions, and I like the additions they made, the the guys like Jackson Hayes and uh, Gabe Vincent and Cam Reddish and Christian Wood late, Torian Prince. Um, I think, guys, this Laker team – for the first time since in 08, 09, and 10, the Lakers went to the finals three years in a row. They won in 09 and again in 10. That team was 10 deep. So you started Kobe and Fish and Bynum and Gasol and Metal World Peace. But off the bench came Shannon Brown and Lamar Odom yep. and Sasha Vujicic and Luke Walton and, um, and all these guys who could play. That's what they have now. They have a roster that if Darvin Ham wants to, he can go 10 deep, and that's a nice luxury to have when your team is older. John, I'll never forget, after game one last year, Lakers beat the Warriors in Golden State, and you asked Michael, you say, um, Michael, what, do you, what kind of changes do you expect for the Golden State Warriors? And he said, well, unless they can get taller by the time, taller <laughs> and bigger by the time the next game comes, they got seven guys, six, eight, or above. It was almost there was a time where the Lakers had too many guards, not enough wings, and now they're just filled that roster with wing players. How much do you think that kind of comes into what you're talking about? Just the ability to, the depth, the ability to switch, the ability to just that depth. I think is or that um, uh, how long tall these guys are is is such a key factor. Well, it's you know the big move yesterday was Drew Holiday getting traded to Boston, and one of the guys that went out in that trade was Robert Williams, Mm -hmm. who was one of their centers that played. Now, basically, they have Chris Tapp's Porzingis and a bunch of backups. And if Porzingis gets hurt, they're really small. Um, I love the holiday move. I think Boston's going to be really good. The Lakers can go big. They can go small. They can go a bunch of 6'8 guys and switch everything. I think that's the point of your question. So now, whichever way you want to play, if you want to try and outsize them, they can go big. They can match If you. you want to go small... Lakers could play LeBron at the five yeah. and go small that way. So now he's got a lot more tools in his tool belt, and I think there is no scenario under which a team could throw something at them that they weren't equipped to handle. I, I know that this is something that's on Adam Silver's mind. I know that it's something that, you know, is – I don't know if it's on my mind, but something that I, – I, the NBA regular season has become like the preamble to the playoffs. It's like, let's just get to the playoffs. But right. seeing, seeing everything that we've gotten, Phoenix has new faces. You've got Boston, who you just mentioned, has new faces. Milwaukee, obviously. Golden State gets Golden Chris State Paul. with Chris Paul. Does that kind of juice the regular season at least to a point, do you think? Because so often it's like, just get in. Just be one of the top eight. Just get into the playoffs. And the Lakers did it from the play-in last year. Got all the way to the conference finals. Is that still going to be the, the conventional wisdom for these teams? I, I'm more interested in the regular season than I've been in a long time. And the so one too. team you didn't even mention there was Phoenix, Phoenix. And they've been totally rebuilt. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing in Bradley Beal. They're just going to try and outscore everybody. And Frank Vogel, I, I, I don't know if most Laker fans know this, when Frank Vogel won the title with the Lakers in 2020, six, six, Trav, of his assistants who were on his Lakers staff are now with him in Phoenix. No kidding. Oh, wow. He basically put the band back together in Phoenix. Um, guys like Miles Simon and David Fisdale and John Pastoric and Greg St. Jean, and they're all down in Phoenix with Vogel. And they have a loaded roster too. So uh, if you ask me to handicap the West, I would say Denver's the one because they're the defending champs. But then 
it is wide open. Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers. I mean, Golden State, you guys mentioned. Chris Paul going to work there? I, that, that just I feels know. like such a weird fit to me. It just seems like such that what the what Chris Paul brings did not feel like something that Golden State needs. Well, we're going to find out. Steve Kerr's really smart, but that's an old team. And they, as, as they you, got smaller. And as you point out, Slee, they don't have any size. And so I, I don't know. I don't have the Warriors in my top four. If, if you made, put a gun in my head and say pick the top four, I would probably go. Denver, Lakers, Phoenix, Clippers. And last year, Memphis was the two. Sacramento was the three. Right. Um, so those teams are coming back bigger and stronger. So the West is pretty loaded. And I think getting back to your original question, because of that, because it's so loaded, I think Oklahoma City can make the playoffs. Sure. sure. Um, I think the regular season is going to mean more. They, uh, you, You've seen, obviously, not just the games that LeBron's played with the Lakers, but for – all the time that he's been around the league, 21st season coming in. Is it, I, I don't know, do, do you and Michael just sit there sometimes and just say, what What are we watching here? How, how is he still playing at this level? And, and that was doing it in his 20th season, now in his 21st. Well, to your point, no one has ever done it at this level. Pick a player. Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, Dirk Nowitzki, the greatest player, Bill Russell, the greatest players. No one has ever put numbers like this up at that age or that deep into the league, 21st season. So every night we're watching them, we're watching something that hasn't happened before. And so you you try not to take it for granted, but um, when he's gone, people are definitely going to miss him because, you know, people all say, well, they're used to having stars on the Lakers. But we've never had a star, even with the even Kareem, who was great when he was older, wasn't putting up numbers like LeBron's putting up. So we're watching history kind of unveil before our eyes, and I try – not to take that for granted. I want to get this one in there before you go. I got a BB, BB Go question as well. Okay. But yesterday I was feeling great about the Rams, and then I was feeling then you watch terrible the fourth quarter? about the Rams, and then I was elated about the Rams. Are they just somewhere in between? Because I I was I was this close to be – they're the team I thought they were. There's, they need to go get Caleb Williams. They need to go just blow this thing up and start over again, and then they won the game anyway. Um. Here's what I'd be worried about if I was a Rams fan. Ugh. Matthew Stafford looked really hobbled at the end of that game. He's got a hip thing going yep. on. He was great. Pukunakua was great. They yep. did what it takes to get over Indianapolis, but not every week. Like this week, they got to play Philadelphia. Um, if Matthew Stafford can't go, Trav, I think they're dead. I, I just think they oh, didn't, they didn't invest 100%. in a backup quarterback. A hundred percent. He covers up a lot of their deficiencies. So that's if I'm a Rams fan, what I'm keeping an eye on. How is that hip? But if Stafford is the Stafford he was in the overtime yesterday, I can see him going nine and eight. Can't so you? I absolutely can. I, I, th- it's games like that. It's games like Cincinnati. You got to get on the right side of a couple of those along the way. Because to your point, John, maybe with the exception of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if anybody's asking more of their quarterback than the Rams are asking of Matthew Stafford. Um, and the Rams' defense until the fourth quarter yesterday was really good. So, I, I mean, I think defensively they're better than I thought they'd be. They still have Sean McVay. For now, they still have Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I think if those things stay healthy, you know, Stafford, the defense, um, they've got a chance to go 9-8. and eight. So And I think I, that gets them in, don't you? Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I think that gets in the NFC. And 9 might get you in in the NFC. Yeah. It's, it's a weird year in that conference. When I run out of samples of BBGo, do I call you or do I go somewhere else? Well, today, you just go to the truck. After I mean, today. Uh, yeah, after today, I'm, I'm, I might be able to hook you up a little John's bit. John's your guy. John John as I said, my Yes, as, as Emily just said, what I would remind you, Trav, is that BBGo is available in the frozen food aisle of any major supermarket. And they the great thing about these things is you can, and, and I'm a little guilty in this, you can leave them in your freezer for a couple of months, and oh, you're yeah. looking in there, you pop them out and put them in, and they taste fantastic. Most things don't keep like that. For whatever reason, these things do. Nothing lasts for two months in my freezer, John. You uh, well, it, but if, uh, if I sent you a whole bunch of BB Go and you just dumped <laughs> it in one there, you might, find one, restaurant you might find one under an ice cube tray one day, Trav. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll have I, it done in a month and a half. You gotta, do you have to work here today? Yeah, a little show? bit. Okay. And then um, and then I'm heading back to do the show with Mason in the studio. Right. So I'll talk to you guys during Crosstalk. All right, we'll All right have fun today. Crosstalk in All right, see you. A little bit for sure. All right, let's talk about the Ramsley. Let's talk okay. about what we saw yesterday because it was uh, – it was a little bit of a mess. It, it, well, roller coaster at the, there. At the end of the day, we were all right, but after that, uh, not so much. We'll get into that coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN, live from Lakers Media Day. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. BB Go Truck is all I heard Ireland say. Yeah. I know he talked about Lillard and Chris Paul and some other stuff, but I heard BB Go Truck, and then I kind of checked well, out just, that. Well, just so you know, because I'm not sure if you're aware of it, you started your first question with BB Go, <laughs> and you ended your interview with BB Go. Got to close the Full circle. circle. Yeah, got to close the circle. Got it. Right? We don't, we're not doing lines here. We're doing circles. And, then, and that these uh, boxes and bags in front of us are just prop bags. Yeah. A little disappointed. This why I wanted to be able to put those in my backpack on the way out the door. I know that they got I a little. I thought swag you would bag. just open it up. Doesn't matter. You had your own water that you were going to put. Going to make there. a steam. I'm just going to shake it hard enough to where it creates its own steam, and I'll be able to. They have like the fried dumplings. They have the steam dumplings. They have wontons. They have like honestly anything you can ask for. So when you're making the dumplings or the wontons at home, right. do you go to the trouble to put them in the pan with a little water, get them a little crusty on the bottom, cover them up, get them like because. Done when you take that extra okay, I, 10 I minutes. Do, I do, I do, they go do that from extra good step to for these. Terrific. I right. do that extra step for these. Yeah. yeah. I do a little, yeah, little oil, a neutral oil, so it doesn't ha- taste too much like it is. So it's like a vegetable oil or an avocado oil. Get it nice and crispy in the bottom. You put the cover on, a little bit of um, water, and then it gets super steamy. So you have both the crispy, so they get the crunch, and you have the steam. So, so it's, it's the great. equivalent. We've doing. talked about this, right? About pizza. There's plenty of ways to eat pizza. <laughs> right. Plenty of ways. But if you put it on a pan, let that bad boy go for a little bit. I mean, if you really want to be that patient and put it in the oven. Okay. You've you've mentioned the air fryer. I, I'm telling you, the air fryer is better than both of those. The air it comes out of the air fryer. And like you can do air fryer for delivered. these guys too. For BB Go, you can oh, do yeah. air fryer for 100 percent too. Oh, yeah. So if you have you have all the options, Claire, my sister, if you're listening, you can uh, air fry <laughs> anything on this. Is she the queen of the air fryer? She okay. We went to Disneyland when she was here for Taylor Swift, and she wore a down to fry T-shirt. Uh, so oh. she has an air fryer. She has air fryer merch. That's how, how much she loves her air fryer. <laughs> I thought you said she was going to bring an air fryer to Disneyland, Slee. She's brought an air fryer. She has a, okay. She has an office air fryer. She, she has an a outlet. travel air fryer and a home air fryer. A travel air fryer? So she keeps it in her trunk. How small is it? It's, you know, it's not, I mean, it's a trunk, but it's not that big. <laughs> okay. I just, like, you know, like you've seen somebody try to show up to the Phillies game the other day with an emotional support alligator. Yeah, I saw oh See where goodness. that guy yeah. got shut down there? I'm going to start showing up with my emotional support air fryer. I mean, if you have an outlet, <laughs> you have a chance. Yeah, I want to um, see you at Starbucks where people, like, set up. You guys have an outlet. They have a laptop, all their stuff. You're using the outlet just for your air fryer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the Rams. We're about to get uh, a whole bunch of Laker basketball talk coming up in just a bit. The coaches, the players are going to come through here starting at 11 o'clock. So. Yep. Sleet, the Rams looked great early. They go down, they drive, they score a couple of touchdowns, they kick a couple of field goals. They have a 23 to nothing lead, and you're like, okay, the route is on. The Rams do look like they looked in Seattle. They do look like they looked when they kept the, the, the Niner game, uh, I think, a lot closer than anybody thought it was. And maybe Monday night in Cincinnati was just a bad night. Happens yeah. in the NFL. Yep. And then the second half happened where they couldn't get anything going offensively. They got very conservative. They missed a kick, and then Anthony Richardson started doing his thing. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I really do think they saved their season when Puka Nakua went into the end zone in overtime. Because if they lose that game, yeah. you're 1-3. The Eagles are coming to town. Whatever momentum from Seattle that feels like 10 years ago is gone. And you feel good about it. The, the circumstances almost go out the window. They saved their season with that overtime win yesterday. I really believe that. Uh, listen, I can't figure out who they are. I can't figure out. Look at Billy, Billy Mack, Mack in the house. Billy, Mack, Billy in Mack in the house. Okay, and and we got Jackson Hayes yeah, uh, coming in, in here as well. 
Absolutely. I'll so, get to your Rams points a little bit later. <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is far more important, Slee. What's going on? Absolutely. Like we mentioned, it is Lakers Media Day here on 710, brought to you by BBGo. And Jackson Hayes is the first person that's going to sit down with us today. Jackson, welcome. First of all, should we go back to back? Like, who <laughs> yeah, is. He's I got an answer to on you. He's got, he's got, got little, it might be your hair. You might be getting him by the hair. Definitely the hair. It's the hair, right? So, what's it like? I got extra Kobe's on, so I'm a little bit taller. There you go. Those look pretty. Those are pretty clean, too. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, here we go. This is the official start of the season. Obviously, guys have been working out, but. What's it like for you guys knowing that, all right, get to put the uniforms on for the first time, and there's a preseason game at the end of this week. How are you feeling? Uh, really excited. Uh, we went to San Diego last week, had a little team mini camp, which was nice. Uh, just getting used to uh, being around all the guys, getting everyone getting used to being around each other uh, has been really good. So we're just all really excited for this game to start. Jackson, I, I think for you, for your role, you're going to have such an important role for the Lakers your size, whether you're playing right by Anthony Davis or whatever, however that, uh, that that pans out, what do you think of this opportunity? Get a chance to play the Lakers, play with a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. How much are you looking forward to that? I'm just uh, so excited. Just a uh, new change of scenery, uh, new teammates, new coaches. Uh, just really excited to get to work and uh, just, I mean, love the opportunity I have here. How much does it? How long does it take? Can it happen in a couple of weeks? Does it need to take a little bit longer than that? You need to play a handful of games, a month worth of games for like, okay, I get it. I know where everything is. I know who everybody is. I know my role in this team. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I've been out here since I signed. Um, it's pretty similar offense uh, that we ran in New Orleans, so that's been a good thing for me. So we'll see. Uh, probably take like a little week or so, though. Definitely a little bit. You know, we we ask, um, and we do it more with other guys that have covered the league for a long time as somebody that is a player you're in the nba seeing lebron about to start his 21st season in the league and seeing some of the stats that come with i mean it's, it almost doesn't even make sense for us basketball reference you're looking at it, you're like what you can't still be doing that 37 38 from your perspective seeing what he does and playing against him when you were in new orleans what what's how do you view what Braun is doing at this stage? Uh, I mean, it's insane. Uh, I grew up, I mean, in Ohio as well, so I used <laughs> to go up to Cleveland games all the time and just watching him still average 30 from, like, when I was in, like, third grade averaging th- – he was averaging 30. <laughs> That's insane. Going to now, he's still averaging 30. While I'm, his teammate is pretty insane. So, uh, and playing against him and stuff, you just really see how good he is. And, uh, I mean, once you get to his team and see how he works and just see how his mind works – it's just really different. You're, you're in your early 20s. You're coming into your fifth year in the league. Yep. Tell me what it feels like for you at, in the middle towards the end of an NBA season and then try to extrapolate what that might be for, okay, I'm in my 21st season in the yeah. league. Uh, I mean, halfway through the season, that's already 41 games. So your body's already hurting. That's already about four months of basketball. So everyone's body's hurting a lot. You're playing about four games a week. And then by the end of the year, I mean, it's just, I mean, your body, you're in the recovery room, mm. rehab, ice tubs every day. And the fact that he's still doing this after 21 years, uh, tw- was 21 years times 82 games a year, that's plus times all the games. playoffs, the Olympics. Yeah, playoffs, Olympics. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, Trav and I get sore. We're just doing <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> just on the radio, Jackson. Okay, one, one more for me. And um, your own specific role for the Lakers, where do you think you'll be – best used how can uh, you make sure that the, the Lakers are getting the best of you you're getting the best from the team what's a perfect role for you uh, for me it's just coming and being that uh, electric uh, guy on the team some pick and rolls rolling dunking on people getting blocks um, just doing all the little dirty work uh, setting screens for everyone pin downs going down getting rebounds uh, running the floor just I mean even though I might not get the ball sometimes on my runs just run the floor bring a defense to me so you see the guy in the corner he'd get an open three uh, just really want to be that guy who brings the energy to the team just help out as much as I can there Jackson Hayes joining us here on Lakers media day from UCLA health and training there been any conversation about you and your teammates or other guys that you know around the league about the in-season tournament like, has that been a point of conversation with anybody? It really hasn't, surprisingly, until today. We started really? talking about it earlier today uh, and just going over all the details of it and, like, how if you – I mean, like, the games all count to your regular season yep. record except for the finals game of that. Right. And even, like, if you don't make it, you still don't have those few weeks off. You still play games in between. So, I mean, we were kind of talking about it today. It's still um, – 
still feeling kind of confused about the whole thing. I'm, I mean, so I'm happy excited, to hear you say it, I still don't get it. Like, I mean, it's like another tournament or another little in-season tournament, as we say, so that's always fun to bring a little extra competitiveness to that. Is, is there something about the concept of saying, all right, we'll try it, right? Yeah. Maybe it goes well, maybe it doesn't. I mean, there's it, never anything wrong with trying something new, so I mean, we're going to see how that goes, and, and we're, I'm definitely excited to see how that See how that is. Jackson, welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome to the Lakers. We appreciate you. Thank you, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. You got it. Thank thanks you so much. Yeah, Slee, we, we've talked about it a lot. Jackson, thanks a bunch. Appreciate you. That I, I'm so glad to hear him say that because it's like, yeah, I mean, there there is no downside to any of this stuff. There's no downside to trying it. But at the same time, like, what is it and how much does it mean to them? He's like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure out what it is. And if they're still trying to figure it out, what chance do we have? I, I don't think – it's so funny that you say that. I don't think anybody – that? That, the fact that <laughs> – the fact – I think he's a backup player. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. – looks oddly familiar. Yeah, looks a little familiar. He might have won a championship somewhere. <laughs> um, but I think that's so funny that to hear him say that, I think there's a lot of people kind of in, the, in a similar perspective where they have no idea. It right, looks like we yeah. got uh, Christian Wood Christian, coming come over. Come on over. We, uh, like we mentioned, it is Lakers Media Day on 710, brought to you by BBGo. We're going to have just about everybody check by at some point or another. We just spoke with Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood, man. joining us right now. Christian, thanks for coming by. I appreciate you. So how is it for you, getting ready to start a whole other season here in, in the NBA and everybody in here? Is this the, the official, unofficial start of the NBA season for you too? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm excited, ready to get this thing started. Um, I feel like we have a, a great team, a great group of guys that understand each other and play well with each other. And uh, like I said before, I'm excited. Christian, it's funny, you know, um, free agency, you kind of had the first couple of weeks. A lot of guys ended up signing and there was a lot of questions. Well, where's Christian Wood going to end up? And a lot of people were thinking, is there an opportunity for the Lakers to mm -hmm. potentially get a talent like Christian Wood? Go look at his numbers, his stats, whether in Houston, mm -hmm. um, you chose the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, we see how much depth there is on the team. What about the Lakers made you decide this is the team that you want to represent? Um, well, me knowing uh, half of the team, half of the group of guys, I've, I've already known me having that relationship with them. And then I think a big thing was me having that communication with Rob Palenka and uh, Darvin Ham over the summer. Um, he, he said, you know, numerous of times that, you know, we've been in communication for like two straight months during free agency. Um, you know, I, I had the decision just to wait it out and see how things played itself out. And, you know, I'm, I'm here now with the Lakers. But the biggest thing for me was, was Darvin Ham. Um, he called me every single day. Uh, we talked every single day. We've had a relationship uh, prior before this um, off the court. Um, I went to Gerg's camps when I was uh, in the NBA G League, and he was the guy that was yeah. always rooting for me and having my back. So him having that communication with me was, was a big key. Christian, what is it about Darvin Ham that is appealing? That clearly he came in rookie head coach yeah. last year with this yeah. team, and <laughs> there's a lot going on on this yeah, team last sure. year. It got off to a very bad start. There was questions about Russell Westbrook and everything else. We don't need to rehash that. But <laughs> a, a, a rookie head coach kept a very steady hand on that team. What makes him able to do something like I that? I mean, you could, you could tell he has a lot of poise. Um, he's patient. Um, and he's a straightforward guy. I think, to me, he's, he's a player's coach. Um, he's very honest with me, very transparent. Um, anything that I've asked and uh, about, he's he's been very honest with me about. So that was a big key. And like I said before, it's just the communication part. Um, Christian, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on you're going to have an interesting balancing act. And I know you're going to do everything you can for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. At the same time, um, I'm sure you want to showcase your skill set. And you're going to get nationally televised games. There's going to be 40 of them for the Lakers and everything else. How, how what What is that balance like where you're – also looking out for your long-term concern at the same time you're going to be competing for a championship? Uh, I, I think the, it's not really me focusing on anything that I have going on, just me coming out and trying to help this team win as many games as possible. Um, I'm, going to say, I'm going to say it a lot today that, you know, I haven't been to the playoffs, so my biggest thing is trying to get to the playoffs um, and trying to win a championship. That's my end goal. You know, that's one, one of the big reasons why I came to this to this team, and I feel like everybody's motiv motivated towards the same goal. Was that what the tweet was, the 18? Like, I'm ready to come oh, in here, that, and I'm huh? ready to yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, right? That's definitely, that's definitely. Every Laker fan likes that. <laughs> yeah. Your tweet out, 18. You found the way to Laker fans' hearts very, very quickly <laughs> along the way. That was uh, well done, for sure. So, you know, obviously, Alan and I are, are Laker fans, and, you know, growing up here in Los Angeles, and 
I'm biased. You guys I, are from LA. I, I, I am. I was from San, San Diego. Diego. Okay, okay. But you know, I, I and watch. I grew up with Showtime Lakers. Oh yeah. And That's so I like to hear getting getting to see Magic and Worthy and Kareem and that group, and then getting to see Shaq and Kobe, and then getting to see Kobe and Powell and oh, all man. this group. You it had just a good, is, you had a good. Uh, I've been very very <laughs> spoiled for sure. And seeing the uniform, and just as a fan, it's like, okay, that's that, that just means more than a lot of the other teams in the league. You've right. been on a handful of teams in the right. NBA. Does it mean more as a player in the league to put on that uniform? It means it means more as a player. It means a lot to me. Um, like you said, like you're, you're from L.A. I'm, I'm also from Long Beach, so um, I, I didn't get the, the – you know, I didn't get to watch uh, Kareem and all those guys yeah. being, being my age, but I got to watch Kobe and Shaq. I got to watch Kobe. Um, I turned on every single game as a kid. So, you know, this is, I said before, it's like a dream come true for me. So it's amazing. Um, the chance to potentially play alongside AD, mm-hmm. you two together, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's something, whatever those conversations were with Darvin on a day-to-day. How excited are you to get an opportunity to play with a player like that, and how much yeah. do you think you guys can complement each other? Oh, man, I'm really excited. He's he's just as excited, too. Um, he was another guy that I talked to uh, during the summer that, you know, was recruiting me and trying to get me to be on his team. Um, you know, I feel I feel he can help me out in a, in a bunch of ways defensively. I can help him out in a bunch of ways offensively and defensively. And I think we could just piggyback off each other. We already have a good relationship, but when he gets on the court, I feel like our length is going to bother defenses, um, my ability to switch on the guards, his ability to guard. Um, almost one through five, and his ability to block shots and my length to be able to block shots is going to be a crazy pairing. You are listening to KSPN Los Angeles, a good karma brand's radio station. How happy and fortunate are you to come into the NBA when you did where everybody gets to shoot threes? Because it's a big <laughs> guy, right? You know, 15 years ago, it's not, you go down to the paint, you go down the block, we'll throw you the ball, you can do a little hook shot, turn around. Now it's get open, let it it's go crazy. if you can shoot it, and you can shoot the three, yeah, like just the timing of it all. Yeah, it's blessed. Uh, blessed I came in at the right time. Uh, we're, we're bigs are starting to shoot threes. Bigs are starting to get more mobile. Um, you got seven five guys, seven six guys. Yep. Wimbenyama getting getting drafted, shooting threes, playing like what a is guard. That guy so, in the way? like, how do you deal with him? Yeah, it's like it's it's things that you haven't really seen before. You can't really comprehend. But this is what the league is turning into. You know, you don't really see that many back to the basket post players. Um, guys are seven foot two. Guys are bringing it out, bringing the ball up the floor, shooting threes, shooting step back. So it's big. When did you realize that? Okay, I can go. T- I just need to learn how to play. I need to learn how to handle the ball. I need to learn how to shoot the ball, run the floor. Like was this in pre-high school? Yeah, high I mean, school? It, I've always been. I've always been uh, a guard. I hit. I hit a growth spurt when okay. I when I was in um, when I was in high school. I think it was my junior, my sophomore going into my junior. I went from like six two to six nine. And that's when, you know, I developed. Pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, pretty painful. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I did Still waiting for that growth. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's that's where I've always developed. You know, I've always been able to shoot, always been able to to put the ball on the floor and do do the things I do. Yeah, I was – it's always interesting looking at – you mentioned just kind of where the league is and your thoughts on what's happened in the offseason as well. Just – you got Dame going to Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Chris Paul is going to be part of the Golden State Warriors. Bradley Beal joins the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, the talent around the league right now, and a few of these teams, what they look like. Uh, just your perspective: What happened in the offseason? Some of these uh, other players uh, joining some uh, of these great teams. A lot of a lot of big moves. Um, Boston getting Drew. Um, right. um, Milwaukee getting Dame. Uh, Phoenix is nice. Um, I feel like I feel like those teams have a good starting five, but I feel like that with the team that we have, we're more of a deeper team we have a deep team i feel like we have depth i feel like uh one through one through 14 one through 15 can can play and get you get you serious minutes and probably could win you the game i don't feel like most teams have the depth that we have all right christian last one before we let you go we're here at lakers media day on 710 espn presented by bb go we got food lined up here on the front this is your was this your seventh nba team right this yeah, yes sir lakers yes sir What's the best food city in the NBA? You've been around a long time. You've played for other Best teams. food city? I'm going hometown, man. I'm going to L.A. All right. Best food city. I can't go against what we got over here. So. <laughs> good weather, good food. Can't there you go. It. I'm surprised just... it took him that long to ask a food question. <laughs> Come on. Usually he gets those in right out the he gate. He played in you know? New Orleans last year. I thought uh, that, that yeah, might be I, the I, that's a, it's a strong. It's a strong one. New Orleans is pretty good. My home is home. Yeah, but home is home. How hard yeah. is it when you're in a place like New Orleans where there's so yeah. much stuff like that around and say, you know what, I got a job to do. I got to stay in my yeah. shoes. It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to um, stay in shape. Let me say that. Yeah, I bet it is. All the good food out there, but uh, you figure it out. Christian, welcome to Los Angeles. Pleasure. Good to luck this year, man. So Thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. You got it. Yeah. I, I-
That was specifically for him because he was in New Orleans last year. I thought that we might get it. Well, I thought you were going somewhere else. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Look, I, I, like, know, I know that sometimes <laughs> I will do some things. but I was like, abort you know mission. I'm not a maniac. Abort right? mission. <laughs> I, look, I, I wanted to. I know. It crossed sure my you did. mind, but I didn't do it along I'm the sure way. I'm sure you did. Yeah. So, Em, should we take a break right here? Or, or should we? Emily, yes? Break? Yes. Yes, break, yes. break. Okay. We are breaking. All right. We're going to come back. We are here at Lakers Media Day presented by BBGo on 710 ESPN. All right. Speaking of food here. How about the stuffed crust pizza? It's back at Pizza Hut, and it's drop, and they're dropping the price for a limited time. So you can get right now a one-order, one-topping Pizza Hut original stuffed crust pizza for just thirteen ninety-nine. Of course, that's a winning play. Order now and earn rewards for your next free Pizza Hut app uh, or at PizzaHut.com. So, again, Pizza Hut app or at PizzaHut.com. All right, so a little bit of a false start. We're going to stay right here. Jared Vanderbilt joining us right now as well. Jared, thanks for coming by. Uh, welcome to the new NBA season all over again, right? What's going on? Trav Appreciate said just that. right out the gate, he said, Vanderbilt can't stop me. <laughs> I don't know why he said that, man, yeah. but I don't know if he wants to Do get down. Do you look like you might be able to tee me up? I don't know. I, I, I might surprise uh, you with my handle. Nah, I think I, <laughs> I think I might get he you. He was only guarding Luca and Steph and all these other yeah, guys. Look, I, mean, sure. I don't know. He's never seen my games. So <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave it there and see what's coming. So obviously, this is your second year at the team. You got mm-hmm. traded to the team in the middle of last season. Sure. Does how much different is it? Just you know, kind of knowing the people, knowing the city, knowing the team, and a lot of your teammates. It's a lot different. You know, being able to start fresh and uh, start at the beginning of the season. I think that plays a huge difference. You know, uh, we came in mid-season, so. It was kind of like a rush process trying to get to know everybody, get to know the system, and build camaraderie. And I think us having a full year to uh, to start from the beginning and be able to to uh, come together for training camp, preseason, and being able to get familiar with each other early on, I think that will play a big part, uh, a huge part in our season. First off, uh, congratulations on your extension. Um, thank you, thank you. What, what does that mean to you, that the work that you've put in, uh, rolling up your sleeves, you've kind of found a, a really great niche in the NBA. What's it mean for you to get a chance to uh, be on a roster or be with a team for this amount of years and, and really get paid for for the hard work that you put together? Man, it means a lot. You know, I, you know I've had a long journey, and, uh, you know, it hasn't always been easy. So being able to uh, know that my hard work didn't go unnoticed and it paid off and, you know, hear the results of me just, just grinding and, you know, uh, being patient and just being dedicated and putting in the work. So, like I said, uh, thankful for this opportunity. You know, I work to be here. So, for me, it's not a surprise. I always knew, you know, uh, I would find a way in the niche to be in the NBA and be a uh, NBA player. And uh, it's just a product of, you know, hard work. What's that like? You know, hearing you talk about it, I'm, I'm watching your face, and it's not like, hey, I, I might be an NBA player. If everything if it breaks right, I might be an NBA player. If mm-hmm. this happens, I might. it's like, no, I'm going to be an NBA player. Where's that come from? Man, it just come from just, you know, the way I was raised. You know, always having that mindset, like just having a dog-like mentality. And uh, I knew, you know, even from young, no matter what it was, like I was going to be great or, you know, at whatever I did. Mm-hmm. And because I always put the work in, I always trusted the process, and, you know, I was just dedicated. So that's been instilled with me since I was young. Is that part of the decision to go to a place like Kentucky that has a million NBA players in the league to get to play for John Calipari who puts a million guys in the NBA? Was that part of that decision? It was because I'm just a competitor at heart. Yeah. You know, some guys looked at it like, oh, they got too many NBA players. Um, I'm not going there. For me, I looked at it like a challenge. Like, I'm an NBA player, so I'm going to play against other NBA players and to see where I hold myself. And, you know, it's just me being a competitor. I always wanted to compete. And that was a big part of me going there because I knew I would be able to compete every single day, even in practice. Like, practice was sometimes harder than the games because we're going against five or six NBA players in practice. So that was a big part of me making my decision there. Jared Vanderbilt taking some time here to join us on the Travis and Sliwa Show, Lakers Media Day. Um, Last year you guys get to the Western Conference Finals. And uh, Denver obviously ends up winning a championship. They eliminate the Lakers in four games. Um, how much can that be a motivation to get into the Western Conference Finals, knowing that you guys really didn't even have that much time to play with each other, and now you guys get a full preseason, you guys get a full uh, training camp together. Just how much are you thinking of how last year's results happened, or do you not pay that much attention to what happened last season? I mean, we pay attention, obviously. 
you know, we had a great year considering the circumstances and, you know, where we started and uh, how we came together so quickly midseason. Man, it just it's just amazing to see how much we accomplished in that short period of time. So, like I said, having a full year this year and being able to really go through a whole training camp and, and get to know each other for a longer period of time, I think building that chemistry and camaraderie, I think that's going to play huge dividends for us, you know, making a late postseason run. So, uh, like I said, even that experience of making the Western Conference Finals, like it prepared us uh, and showed us what we need to do and what it takes to make it to that next level. Jared Vanderbilt joining us here on Travis and Sliwa. And you mentioned the Western Conference Finals against Denver. Obviously, you guys got swept 4-0, but all four of those games were close, Jared. It didn't feel like any of those games are, okay, this one's in the bag. It's not going to happen. Can you obviously it's last season, every season's different, but is there a little of like Denver dusted everybody, right? They just went through it. They won an NBA championship that you guys probably gave them as much as anybody else. Is there something you can use in that moving forward? Oh, uh, for sure. Like even with them, you know, those guys have been together so long, just building that chemistry. So uh, with them, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it took time. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in that postseason run. Like that was a product of being five years in. So, uh, we definitely, you know, take that. We look at that at for us and growing and together each year, like, you know, it makes a big difference. Jared Vanderbilt getting ready to start his second season with the Los Angeles Lakers. Jared, thanks so much for checking in with us. Thank you, brother. You. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Good luck this year. You got it. All right. So, as mentioned, Slee, we're going to get a whole bunch of guys along the way today. That was Jared Vanderbilt right there. Thanks, Jared. Uh, we've spoken to Christian Wood. We have spoken to Jackson Hayes. No food questions for Vanderbilt. What's that? You didn't ask him about being well, or anything. Look, I, what he happened? He played in New Orleans last year. Oh, that's this, this, Look, I, I, yeah. I, have a, I have a methodology a to this whole thing. I have a methodology. And what are we doing here? Are we going to take a break? Or we're going to take a little short little break, okay? We're going to take a short little break. We're going. We'll keep going. back with more Laker basketball, more Laker players. Darvin Ham scheduled to join us at some point today as well. It's all coming up on Lakers Media Day on 710 ESPN, presented by BBGo.